Good morning, and welcome to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Good morning, I'm Michelle Silva, and I thank you for joining me today. A very special anniversary is coming up. KCBC, Knoxville Comprehensive Breast Center, celebrating their 40th anniversary and... I had the chance to sit down with Dr. K. We know how busy she is. And if we didn't get to your questions, you can always come on out to the special event happening on October 5th. It is an anniversary party and open house at KCBC. 40 years. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Well, it was quite something. Um, back in 1983, when I opened up the breast center, we were the first independent breast center, as we still are, uh, in all of Tennessee, and one of the very few breast centers in all the United States. And um, that's when screening mammography really took off in the, uh, 1980. And um, also, I realized at that time from my previous training that ultrasound was also very important. So even at that time, although it wasn't recognized, when women had dense breasts, that means they have a lot of fibroglandular tissue in their breasts, a lot of whiteness. It obscures cancers. So we were doing ultrasound screen from way back when, and it just really wasn't accepted until probably the late 1990s. And the first to do needle biopsies in the office, trying to make the diagnosis back in the 80s in the office, and now it's a common routine procedure that we do, so that is great. But it's really, really important to still have your yearly mammograms to find breast cancer early and starting at the age of 40 and having every single year. It does make a difference. Yearly mammograms do make a difference at finding breast cancers if they exist early because the less cancer load, uh, load there is, the more chances of survival. And through all the advances since the 80s, there has been significant, significant improvements in survival. It is unbelievable. Even women who have the high-grade cancers, triple negatives, um, cancers, and HER2 positive cancers, they still do well with treatments that we have. Still, the goal is to find it early. And here at the Knoxville Comprehensive Breast Center, I'm delighted that we're still here after 40 years because there were a lot of naysayers back then in the 80s uh, whether we were going to make it. And, um, and it started a, a new kind of revolution where we actually, I talked to patients. If I saw that they had something, I spoke to them about their results before they leave because if I know that they've got something, I'm not going to pass that information off to the primary care doctor's office knowing what I know. And so that's what I did. And certainly there was kind of an uproar, but now that's quite accepted. So we've made a big change in the delivery of breast health care in East Tennessee. And I'm so happy about that. And to be celebrating our 40th anniversary coming up at the Breast Center. This event on October 5th, the public is welcome. Tell us about it. 
Well, it's from 4.30 to 7.30 in the lobby of the Knoxville Comprehensive Breast Center. If you're, you're welcome to come, anyone to come and say hello, and we're going to have some refreshments. And um, the last time we had one, there were a lot of people that uh, came. So I welcome you to come to the Breast Center on October 5th from 4.30 to 7.30. Will they be able to get any tours or anything, see any behind the scenes here? Well, um, we can have a tour of, um, we're the first user in the whole United States of non-compression 3D CT. And once we were part of, we were part of the, um, a diagnostic study to get that approved and now we're finishing up our screening study to get that approved for generalized screening and we've had women come from different parts of the country because they didn't want compression of their breasts either because it's painful or because they have implants and they've had them for a long time and they're concerned about them rupturing and the other good thing about 3D uh, well CT mammography is that there are no blind spots. You, you see all the way back to the chest wall, where it's very difficult, even with screening mammography, even with the best technique and the best positioning. And so I'm delighted that we're a prime mover of this, um, this type of technique and spread to another um, um, place in Alabama. And I know that there are places in Europe that have it, as well as in China. So we're always trying to stay on the leading edge of imaging and uh, technology here at KCBC. And uh, we love how you partner up with B97.5, Think Pink, Be Pink, first Wednesday of the month, remind people to do their self-breast exams. Mm -hmm. That's still very important, very, very important, because sometimes one might be able to find that before their next appointment is concerned. So uh, if it's anything, we can easily find out if it's really something of concern or maybe it might be just a cyst or just part of the lumpiness of the breast. That's the, the problem with the breast is that they are lumpy. Mm -hmm. To begin with, that is the texture of the breast. It's not fibrocystic. It's just that the breast, that is the anatomy of the breast. And every woman has her own unique pattern of lumpiness, but the only way that we can get familiar with our own pattern of lumpiness to be able to pick up any changes is to do it routinely once a month. Not every day, because that'll drive you nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because there is a movement, you know? That's right. Just once a month. Dr. K, thank you so much, and congratulations once again. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really delighted to be able to be here that long and to continue on. And a reminder that the public is welcome in coming out to the Knoxville Comprehensive Breast Center meeting Dr. K and the rest of the staff for their 40th anniversary, October 5th, that is a Thursday, in the lobby of KCBC over in Dowell Springs off of Middlebrook Pike. The event is 4.30 to 7.30. Good morning and welcome to East Tennessee Now a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Have you been to Pigeon Forge lately? Did you go to the Jeep Invasion? Have you gone to the Rod Runs or any of the attractions? It's always a blast and just keeps growing and growing. We're talking to the Director of Tourism, 
Leon Downey this morning about some fun things coming up. Good morning. Good morning to you. We appreciate uh, speaking with you today. Sounds like there's always something going on in Pigeon Forge and a lot happening tourism-wise. We're always blessed. Every year uh, there's always something new and different here, and that's one of the reasons why our guests enjoy coming here because they know they can depend every year and when they visit it there's going to be usually a lot of things <laughs> that are new <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that they can come and see and a lot of our guests are, are repeat guests so our research says that uh, any season of the year at least 80 percent of the people who visit here are repeat guests so they come multiple times throughout the course of the year wow how, how did summer go well it's probably still summer consider wise but when it turns football time in tennessee you kind of think it's a different <laughs> season but how did summer treat y'all We've had a really uh, good summer season. Uh, revenue of our city businesses continued to track ahead of 2022. So we're looking forward to you know the fall season because of all uh, the fall foliage and uh, all the things going on at Dollywood. Uh, influx of fall foliage just brings us a, a really usually strong uh, fourth quarter of the year. Plus, then you have pumpkin luminites at Dollywood, and then we move into Smoky Mountain Winterfest during uh, November through uh, actually actually through February. The Winterfest lights are up. And then Dollywood Smoky Mountain Christmas, so it's a pretty much a year-round destination now. Yeah, you have to get a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, our businesses don't really want us to have a break. But really, probably the the two slowest months for visitation are, have always been January and February. But it, it's not anything like it used to be. I think Winterfest is 32 years old now. That before we the three cities started working together to put up. Winter, winter light displays, uh, it was pretty much you know, a lot of the businesses closed and put signs up see you in the spring and things like that. But Winterfest has effectively changed all that, but still the two slowest months for us as far as visitation are, are January and February in Digital Horse. And I heard that Jeep invasion was bigger than ever. It was. This was uh, the 11th one, and it was August the 24th through the 26th. And the uh, organizers of the event feel like they had maybe as many as 50,000 attendees over a three-day show. and estimated that they had over 20,000 Jeeps here in, in Pigeon Forge. And, well, it basically was all over the, all three cities. Yeah, I was going to say, is is there enough parking in Pigeon Forge for that many Jeeps? Well, yeah, that's, it becomes an issue, that's for sure, when you have that many people in town. But uh, they, the organizers worked with us. They expanded, uh, the, left the island, the parking lot in front of the event center that joins the island uh, open for uh, years before they'd been using that parking lot, a lot of it for vendors. So they moved it up on the new mountain lot. So... Uh, but still, there was a lot of parking on everywhere they could find to put up a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Special accommodations. You, know. you got it, yeah. Plus, Jeeps and they, they like parking on the side of the hill, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, and what else do we have to look forward to? I know you mentioned some different events, but I've, I've been hearing something about, and I can't remember where I saw it, Leon, if it was on an email somewhere about um, a, a Nerf attraction coming. Right. Yep. Actually, Nerf and Crayola both announced within the last two weeks that they'll be having uh, attractions here opening uh, in the fall of 2024. Uh, the Pigeon Forge Nerf, its Nerf Action Experience uh, will be only the second one of its kind in the USA. Uh, then Crayola, uh, which has been around for about 25 years, it will be only their sixth location in the U.S. So, uh, and you know, basically, uh, we're excited about those new brands because there's nothing like that anywhere in this market or any of the contiguous states where most of our guests originate from states that are uh, contiguous to Tennessee. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's, those are new, those are national brands that people recognize. And, uh, we've already heard from mothers, uh, and from teachers that they can't wait for both of these experiences to, to open here. Oh, so, I bet. 
Do you have any other details on that? I mean, are we going to be throwing around some Nerf footballs and we're going to be uh, coloring on some giant coloring books? Or <laughs> Well, you can go to our website. There's information on it. It's MyPigeonForge.com and what's new. Uh, we have information about those attractions, both of them that we know. And basically where they're going to be located is on the north end of town towards Sevierville, and they're going to be located in the same area there where the Smoky Mountain um, was it uh, Grand Ole Opry used to, not Grand Ole Opry, but Smoky Mountain Opry used to be located. And it's my understanding that they'll both be located together, but will have separate interests. So it'll be a, a major uh, visitation area for us for sure. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like I say, mothers uh, and, and teachers are, I can't, I can't imagine the field trips that they generate, <laughs> these two major attractions, which is what we're all about here. Oh, definitely. And I, I see some hotels, some new hotels going up as well. We have right now uh, 10 hotels in the pipeline. 10? Um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it's about another 2,000 new rooms that will be opening within the next year or so. Uh, a lot of those are right here around the Lacan Event Center and on, on the Jake Thomas Road, and um, which is the road to the five from the Parkway over to Veterans Boulevard, it'll open, it's scheduled to open later this year, uh, and it'll, it comes out, it'll come out right at Dream War on Veterans Boulevard, so it'll be another major artery to get in and out of Pigeon Forge. And you said how many more rooms? Uh, it's about 2,000 more more rooms. Wow, that's a lot. And, and these are all, you know, pretty much uh, Hilton or Marriott properties, higher-end higher end properties for the most part. And we can't forget about Dollywood's new Hartsung Lodge and Resort. It's a 330-room hotel that will open in November this year, which is I can't wait to see it. It's going to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you even plan, you know, when people – you have people that call you or call your department saying, hey, we're thinking about coming to Pigeon Forge. Where should we stay and what should we do? Uh, well, you know, we – we work for all the businesses in the, in the city, so uh, we have to represent everybody as fairly as possible. So if you called and uh, or sent an email and asked for a, a Dollywood brochure, we wouldn't send you a Dollywood brochure. We send you the city's travel planner, which has all the businesses listed in it. And it's the same way with our website. We try to promote everybody as equally as we can because, again, we're funded. 100, our department's 100% funded through tax collections that the business uh, uh, had, you know, for our guests and the businesses, the taxes that they pay. So. Uh, we got to promote everybody equally. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that there's just so much to do there that, you know. It is. It's sort of overwhelming. <laughs> there's so much to do. We have over 80 attractions in our city and over 15,000 lodging units right now. And then when you put two more thousand in here, it's going to be over 17,000. And that's pretty amazing when you think about that our permanent population is only 6,484 permanent residents. Wow, I know, because it looks like it could be a, a it's tiny, but when you once you start really driving around the outskirts and so forth, you can realize that there there's some space still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why we're you know attracting brands like Nerf and, and Crayola because they look at the amount of visitation that we have, and we're blessed that we're between Gatlinburg and Sevierville, so the, our guests see us the three cities as one destination. They uh, see us as the Smoky Mountains, and so it benefits all of us to work together. We know that and our research proves that if they're staying in Sevierville, they're still going to spend money in Pigeon Forge, or if they're staying in Gatlinburg, and vice versa, if they stay here, they're going to spend money in both Sevierville and Gatlinburg. So it all works in our favor for the three cities to be seen as one destination. Oh, yeah. And what I love about Pigeon Forge, too, is you have that trolley system. 
Yes, yeah, that's we're blessed, and they uh, they carry thousands. I think I can't remember the number staggering how many people they carry for Jeep invasion. I want to say like twenty four thousand people that they carried just during the Jeep invasion event. And if more and more people would realize, hey, you can park and take this trolley, makes life yeah, so exactly. much easier. Yeah, exactly. Park for free. All of our parking, municipal parking, is free, and and the, the trolley is very uh, very economical. A lot of people actually ride our trolley from our municipal parking lots to to Dollywood. And if you do want to hoof it, you can do that, too. You have a beautiful greenway. Exactly, yes. Uh, we did. Uh, our greenway is, is being expanded even now as we speak. And, and this past year for Winterfest, the city invested a million dollars in Winterfest lighting along the greenway called it Wonders of Light Walking Trail, and it was a huge success. And we're adding to that this year to, as another way to get people on the greenway. Oh, beautiful. I walked it a few times, several times. Isn't, isn't it gorgeous? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Great place for photo opportunities for your family. Exactly, yeah. And, and of course, we got tons of social media where people were taking photos with their families and posting them online and people reacting to that. So we love that kind of great, favorable publicity. Oh, yeah. Anything else we can mention or talk about? Well, again, it's just there's so much going on here, it's hard to keep <laughs> up with everything. But one new show that uh, I'd like to mention is the New Year Ray Show, which is in the Mountains of Entertainment Theater on the Parkway. It's a, a true variety show that plays all different genres of music, and they have uh, aerialists, uh, they have jugglers. It's just a big show in a the small theater. Uh, when a smaller theater, it can maybe seat maybe 300 people or something like that. But it's a top-of-the-line show, and it just opened up earlier this year. So uh, Array is the name of it. It's a great show. Head on over to Pigeon Forge. You may want to pencil out a few days. Exactly. <laughs> and the complete information you can find, Michelle, on our guests can find at mypigeonforge.com. It's all the information about all the attractions, all the lodging, all the restaurants in Pigeon Forge, all right there at MyPigeonForge.com. Leon Downey, Director of Tourism for Pigeon Forge, we will see you soon. Sounds good. Enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Good morning, and welcome to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Good morning. I'm Michelle Silva. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you are with all your favorite people, whether you're getting ready for church or, you know, just getting ready for maybe one of those Sunday get togethers. Because I'm here with one of my favorite people today, Mr. Charlie Jackson. Hey, Michelle. Good morning, everyone. Hi. <laughs> you know, you are one of my favorite people. Yeah, I love you. We met at a time working for the homeless. I say working, volunteering for the homeless. Uh, community here, helping them, you know, get back on their feet. And it was at a time when I was in very bad place in several yeah. different ways. One of them just losing my mom. Yeah, you and, know, and you're stepping up at the time, helping other people. Oh, uh, you know, and I think that's what sometimes that's what you just need to do. Yeah, and, and serving is not when it's convenient. If you go out and do it when it's hard, God will bless you tenfold. And you don't realize. Yes, I guess that's part of it, too. I was going to say, yeah. you don't realize how much you do get blessed, because I am blessed in so many different ways. Blessed that I got through that time, that I have very fond memories, and I still do what I can. Charlie, look, we have this wonderful friendship we still have yep. going, and yep. you have even started your own nonprofit since then. Yep, I went out and started a hand-up Christian homeless ministry, and it's wonderful. 
get yeah, to go to the streets. Yeah, and tell us how that all works, because there are different programs out there. We met through CareCuts, which on Sundays provides haircuts, showers, you know, hot meals for people, clothing and all that. You go directly into yeah. those camps. Uh, a lot of people can't make it to CareCuts because it's downtown. So we start out in Farragut and work our way all the way through till we get to merchants and then work our way toward downtown to people who don't have access to any uh, help right now. And that's the people we target. You have a lot of ground to cover. Yes, yes. And that's every Friday. Every Friday morning we leave out, and I have volunteers that go with us, and uh, we love to have new people come and experience it. And if you want to see these people and meet them and find out so that you don't have a misconception, a lot of people think the people on the street chose that and they're bad or they're all drinking or doing something bad, and that's not the case. They're wonderful people who've had a change in their life of events that they didn't have any control over and you know only by the grace of god are we not there and charlie before the show we started talking about one specific family that you met recently um tell us about them all right we've got a family that we just told about husband wife an uncle and a dog and they're living in a two-man tent in the woods the husband walks to a job every day they have to guard his stuff so people don't steal it and they have nothing and so this Friday, we're going to show up and we're going to bless them with <laughs> big tents, uh, mattresses. We're going to take food, clothing, cases of water, toiletries, and we're just going to pour God's love out on them. Well, wow, that's wonderful. I can just imagine. Because I remember being out there because you started yeah. this yeah. going out on Fridays several years ago. Mm-hmm. I just remember the, the different families that poured out of the woods. It's so grateful. And people may say, though, Charlie, how are you helping them if you're just giving them you know, supplies. All right. Everybody's time is different. And if I give you a meal and some clothing and you survive another day, that may be your day. That may be the day you meet Jesus Christ, or that might be the day you get housing. Why should we give up on you right now and say, let's not enable them with something to eat or drink. That's, that's crazy. Um, Not everybody is ready yet. Sometimes it takes a few more days. And if we give you enough food and drinks to keep you alive for a week, that might be the week that your life changes. And as your armies, whether they be small, big, how many people you have in yeah. a given time every Friday, mm-hmm. you just never know how yep. many volunteers right. you get. Yep. Fortunate. Um, so you you provide some it, different necessities. Yeah, every Friday we take them a hot lunch, which has a, a hot Burger King chicken sandwich. It'll have chips, cheese crackers, a sweets. It'll have Gatorade and water. And... That's their hot meal. That might be the only one they get all week. And we'll give them canned goods, pop-top food like ravioli, SpaghettiOs, uh, beefaroni, spaghetti and meatballs, something that they can open up each day and have a meal. Uh, We leave cases of water uh, for them. We leave toiletries, toilet paper, wet wipes. We leave candles, lighters. And if they need a tent or a sleeping bag, we provide that. And we always carry huge amount of clothing Everything, underwear, jeans, everything that we need, they need. And and we have great people that help us. A lot of local businesses step up. New Balance in Knoxville, uh, Sharon Alley, they're just wonderful. They always help us out. We're able to get what we need. And, and we're just very thankful that people support us. But you need more support. This is going on every single week. You're helping hundreds of people. So, And I'm, I'm sure that if you had the answers, it would be thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it is, and homelessness is not one Friday and it's over. It's not come out on Thanksgiving and bless people and then forget about them. 
this they count on us every week they're standing at the edge of the woods waiting on us to pull up so they can have their stuff and they're just they're so thankful but every friday we spend between six seven hundred up to a thousand dollars to buy all the food the drinks and have tents and everything we need so um you know we count on people doing some donations for us and how people get in contact with you to possibly make donate and what are you looking for at this time okay um like i say monetary donations and we take you know cash check cash app venmo paypal whatever (laughs) is easy for you you can contact me uh phone number is 865-919-1510 or um you can look at us on facebook and see who the people are we're helping uh look up cj jackson that's me or a hand up christian homeless ministry we're on Facebook and just, you know, send me a message. If, if you are not in a position to do monetary, if you have clothing where you clean out your closets, uh, we're going into a cooler season. We could use some nice blankets, you know, old uh, used stuff that's still fine. Blankets, um, blue jeans, socks, um, you know, shoes, boots, things that we're going to be giving to them here in the next couple months to keep them warm. In the summertime, they can survive the heat as long as we leave them cases of water but in the winter you can't survive when it's 15 20 degrees if you're not warm you will die so we have to make sure we take care of them extra good in the winter time yeah and especially what about when it rains that must make matters even 10 times worse yeah and so these tents that we buy we get a three-man tent and we buy them from walmart or academy sports and they're 30 dollars 35 dollars and to have those to give out you know that's a big expense and you have to imagine on the street, you never get a break. If it's raining, your stuff's going to get wet. You got to get up to go outside to go to the bathroom in the rain or at night. And you've got bugs and poison ivy and everything is fighting against you. And you're the worry of someone messing with your stuff when you leave it. So these people are under extreme stress all the time. And you just have to get to know them. They are so nice and so grateful. And they're, they just love us and they count on this absolutely it is a hand up christian homeless ministry several items there charlie just mentioned that they could use at this time as we going into the cooler season the blankets jeans socks shoes boots gently used items as long as it's wearable and not shredded up (laughs) in terrible shape they will take it when someone's cold they don't mind if it has a little stain on it it's not going to bother them Charlie, any other ways we can give you a helping hand out there? Um, no, just if you check us out, look at CJ Jackson on Facebook and see the people every single Friday and the smiles on their faces. And, you know, these people, we, we always want to tell them, they say, oh, you're so good, but we're not good. We're doing what God told us to do. I mean, in Proverbs, it says that if we go out and bless those that are less fortunate, God will bless us. And he does. We have everything we need. We're so rich. It's crazy. So we take this for granted, and when you see the smiles on somebody's face when you give them a pair of shoes or clean underwear, it really puts everything in perspective. Charlie, what is your overall goal? Like, if you could do anything with a hand-up Christian homeless ministry, of course we want everybody off the streets and into homes, but what would be the next biggest step or goal? You know, it, it is, there's no way to get everybody off the street. Some people have mental health issues and they'll never be able to be off the street. And that's understandable, but there's so many families that lost their job during COVID because it was not essential. And now they can't get $2,000 down payment to get into an apartment. But if we had a couple of donors that 
are really blessed and could donate. If we were bringing in $1,500 a month, um, we could get a small building, and each month we could put one family in that housing while they work, their stuff would be secure. We would provide their food and that we would save their money. And then at the end of a month or two, we could put them into government funded housing and start on the next family because it's one family at a time. That's how you have to hit it. And I guess every dollar at a time too. Yeah, yeah every penny. <laughs> and, you know, donating, um, everything helps, whether it's $10, you know, or $1,000, everything is going to this. We are 501c3. Uh, we're nonprofit. We get no government funding. None of us get paid. And most of us spend our own money to make it happen. And I can tell you, when Michelle got involved, <laughs> she was buying so much stuff and bringing down there. And it's like, uh, you know, you, the God just tells you, okay, we got to help these people. And, and you jump into it and you don't even check your checkbook and then you go wow i spent that much and then god just gives it right back yes to you. you don't realize it you yeah. don't even need it right no, that's right I, d I didn't need another pair of shoes no i've, I've got lots of shoes that's my problem <laughs> yes charlie does have a lot of shoes he's very blessed to yep. give other people shoes who need them that's why I'm going to write you a check here in a second. Well, I'm going to do an app. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. I'll Thank get you, you on a Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> and people who want to get in touch with you, again, shout out that number, Charlie okay. Jackson. You can text me or call me, 865-919-1510. And um, on Facebook, CJ Jackson, or a hand up Christian Homeless Ministry. Or you can send me an email at a hand up 865 ministry at gmail.com there you go best way just call them zap them a text yeah. check them out on facebook hand up christian homeless ministry charlie jackson for all you do thank you so much right. thank you michelle you've been listening to east tennessee now a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make knoxville and east tennessee such a great place to live if you have a suggestion for the program we'd love to hear from you our mailing address is p.o box 27100 Knoxville, Tennessee, 37927, or call the studios at 865-525-6000. That's 865-525-6000. East Tennessee Now is a presentation of Midwest Communications Company.